Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning, I'm Michelle Martin. Digitally native customers are no longer the future of banking. They are the present. This according to financial software company Mambu in a recent finding on the population Gen Z and their banking habits. Millennials, those aged between 25 and 39, stepped into adult life at a time of economic recovery. Adult Gen Zs between the age of 18 to 24 entered the workforce during the COVID-19 pandemic and that helped accelerate the growth of neo-banks and digitization by digital players. The pandemic has also brought about a fresh generation of consumers and along with them, new banking habits that financial institutions have to grapple with. They're what Mambu calls financial tribes. And Mambu says banks need to pay attention as these tribes continue to grow in influence. Perhaps they're important to you and your business as well. So let's find out more about these emerging financial tribes and where you perhaps fit in. Miles Bertrand is Managing Director for APEC at Mambu. Good morning, Miles. Morning, Michelle. How are you? Doing really well. Can you share with us how post-pandemic habits, consumer habits, are changing the digital spending landscape as you see it? Well, I think the interesting thing is the actual pandemic has been the driver of change. So that change has occurred over the past two years with sort of consumers getting more comfortable with, the, with working using digital tools and how they spend. And I think that's going to continue to evolve. Even as we come out of the pandemic, those behaviours now seem to be ingrained in individuals. So we won't see the move back towards traditional where they sort of go into the... We'll still see people go back to retail, Mm -hmm. but we're starting to see people spending a lot digitally. They won't necessarily go to their bank branch anymore. They're quite comfortable to transact and interact online. So the pandemic has probably fast-forwarded the change in behaviour that we saw coming anyway. It's just been accelerated by the pandemic. Interesting findings. 85% of Singapore consumers say digital online banking is important for their bank to provide. 76% say they're more likely to use a bank that puts purpose over profit. And 76% are more likely to use digital banking now than before the pandemic. Tell us, what do you think banks need to understand from the findings of your survey to stay digitally transparent I think one of the really interesting stats in there is purpose over profit. Mm. So what we've seen is individuals, you know, traditionally would choose their bank when they were young, open a bank account and that stick for that bank forever. Now with the rise of digitization, you're seeing a lot of challenger organizations, a lot of challenges providing financial type services as well. Consumers are now starting to look beyond that. They actually want to see something that's doing social impact. Um, Sustainability is a big driver that we see going on right now. And that's certainly where the new challenger banks and the new organizations are really coming to the fore with that. That's part of their actual proposition and part of their pitch. And I think the more established banks really need to take notice of that, that people's preferences are now driven not just purely by the dollar, They're driven by convenience. They're driven by what they're putting back into the community. Um, Sustainability, as I mentioned earlier, is a really key driver of that. And we were really surprised by some of the percentages as well. And I think that important one at the end there, you know, 76% are more likely to use digital online banking now than prior to the pandemic. 
so back to my earlier sort of statement, it really has driven change and they've accelerated it really, really quickly for the consumer. Mm. And I think, you know, traditional banks really need to take notice and they need to think about things a bit differently. So Mambu has identified five emerging financial tribes. Uh, these include tech accelerators, convenience cravers, neo-asset hoarders. Perhaps we'll go into the latter a little later. But what does all this mean, the rise of these digital tribes? What does this mean for the general outlook for digital payments? I think it's going to accelerate it more and more. I mean, one of the ones you didn't touch on there was the COVID entrepreneurs. And we've found which is the number of new businesses that have been set up by COVID. So businesses have got set up, they've been born online, they've been born by small business owners sitting in their, in their living rooms, creating businesses, and they're using digital technology to really drive a completely different behavior and a different mindset around that. So I think it's just going to continue to accelerate. And what we're seeing is that those COVID entrepreneurs, those people who have been really tech savvy, are connecting with a lot of their end consumers in the market there through digitization, through online platforms and through social media. So it's really, really exciting as to what it's doing for the industry. It is really completely changing the mindset of what a traditional business might look like, the way a consumer would traditionally think, and the way they would typically interact with a business or with their financial institution. Really interesting. So from COVIDpreneurs to Gen Zs saying purpose is important when it comes to choosing a bank broadly, how do Gen Zs differ in terms of their banking habits compared to millennials? I think Gen Zs have just accelerated it even further. They just want convenience. They want something that, you know, they don't want to be filling out reams of paper. They want the ability to interact very, very quickly. And they want choice and they want to actually drive the behavior and drive the conversation. I think millennials were the first step stone with this. And the the Gen Zs are really just accelerating again that whole process. And now they have more than one bank account or they have one the more financial relationship. You see Gen Zs will just go whether they might be getting potentially better discounts and maybe getting um, benefits by using one of the super apps. And then they may still use their traditional bank for certain types of transactions and the way they interact as well. So they're not sort of locked into a particular type of service. They're looking for flexibility. They're looking for convenience and they're looking for speed. And they've just really accelerated the whole market. A smaller but rapidly growing sector of the digital finance sector you highlight that is worth paying attention to is the financial tribe you term the neo-asset hoarders. And that's consumers seeking to buy, trade and hold neo-assets. And these include cryptocurrencies and NFTs, digital art, even fractional shares. Nearly 31% of global consumers have already invested in cryptocurrencies. About 11% hold NFTs. How important to business owners is an understanding of crypto payments and NFTs? I think it's important that they at least start paying attention and at least understanding it. I think it it certainly is a a very rapidly accelerating sort of vertical and tribe that's occurring. I think one of the stats that we were quite interested in is that 27% of Singaporean respondents already hold some type of cryptocurrency. That's quite a high percentage of the market and it's just going to continue to evolve. So I think it's important that businesses understand what does cryptocurrency mean for them. I don't think they have to solve it for it right now, mm-hmm. but it's certainly going to continue to be a key driver in the marketplace with the exchanges that are opening. You're now even seeing more traditional banks releasing sort of, you know, getting very much plugged into sort of the crypto exchanges and what they can do. So I think it's going to continue to be an asset class that these types of consumers are looking for. But I think they, the, these sort of neo-hoarders, they're really looking for lots of different things. They're looking at gold, 
they're looking at a variety of assets where traditionally people would just be sticking their money in a term deposit in a traditional bank. So you're really seeing that, a diagrammatic shift through the market. In a survey last year, you noted that 30% of respondents are more likely to switch banks post-pandemic. Why is that? What are they looking out for? I think it's just changed their mindset and changed their experience. Um, look, going back to sort of what I was saying earlier, you've seen people interacting um, in a completely different way. They've been using online tools. They've realized how easy it is. And actually, some have already experimented with potentially a different bank or a different type of money movement service or a different type of asset, as we talked about before. So I think really what it's done is it's driven people to think differently. So 30% is quite a significant number. It's sort of not 75 or 90%. But I think it's sort of the fact that people now realize that they don't just have to use one financial service. There's actually options out there and there's lots of choice. And with a lot of the new players that have come into the market, they're really providing a completely different customer experience. And that's what I think is one of the key drivers right now, is that the customers are now driving behavior in the marketplace. So they're actually got choice, they are influencing, and they are looking to do things differently. And it's really changing the whole sort of spectrum of the marketplace right now. So financial services have to put the user at the center of things. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. That was Miles Bertrand, Managing Director for APEC for Mambu. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.